What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Thursday, August 17th, 2023. My name is Kent Peterson, and on today's show, we are going to do the real top 25. Not top 25 teams. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to do the top 25 players at the running back position. Really excited to talk about this. I know I just did an episode yesterday, but I've been thinking about this topic for a really long time now. I've been debating putting out a graphic on Twitter after I did the quarterback one last week and basically just got destroyed, which is fine. I feel like anytime you do a rankings list for anybody, people are going to be mad, and I understand that. I'm going to put this graphic out tomorrow, um, and I'll be ready for the Wolves, basically. I'll throw it to the Piranhas. I'll let everybody get mad at me, and that's fine. Um, I'm going to rank the top 25 running backs today, though. Like I said, this is an awesome topic for me. Running back is one of my favorite positions to talk about. It's one of my favorite positions to watch. And I think that in the Big Ten this year, the running back position is absolutely loaded. So this is a fun topic to try to rank these guys. Um, with so many good running backs, I was able to come up with even more than 25. Before I get into the list, though, I do want to do an honorable mentions. Just real quick, I got five basically groups or people that I want to talk about before we jump into this list. And the first one is Ramon Brown. He's a sophomore at Maryland. I don't think that Ramon is going to get as many carries as he needs to be in that top 25. Also super confusing because the guy in front of him is named Roman, and he's Ro Ramon. See, I messed up even right there. So Ramon, uh, sophomore this year, he's only had 30 carries so far. We'll see if he gets more carries this year as a sophomore. And uh, I do think Maryland's going to be good though. So if anything happens to Hemby and he gets the opportunity, I think he'll be fine. The problem is I just don't think he'll get enough carries to be one of those top 25 guys this year. Um, we'll see what happens with that, though. Also, on my honorable mention list, I have uh, Josh McCray. He's a sophomore, also a sophomore from Illinois. He's got somebody in front of him. Um, I'm not as high on Illinois as a lot of other people are, so I don't know how successful he will be. I'm not in love with their quarterback. You guys saw that in my rankings last week. And to me, I think a running back needs a really good quarterback to be able to open it up. If the defense is respecting the pass so much, then they're obviously going to have to drop some guys back, and that's going to open up the box for people like Josh McCray um, when he has those opportunities. But I don't think that he'll have that many opportunities this year. He did do pretty well last year. He averaged 4.6 yards per carry, but he only found the end zone twice. We'll see what he does. I think that he's more of a third down back for them, which I don't think a third down back at Illinois can justify being in the top 25, so that's why I didn't put him on there. But he's fringe. He's right there. I'd say he's actually probably number 26. So Josh McCray, keep an eye on him. Um, I also do want to mention the whole Michigan running back room. They have a guy named... Khalil Mullings. He's the third string running back, according to ourlads.com, which is a very reliable website that I like to use for depth charts. And they also have CJ Stokes. Both these guys have gotten carries the last couple of years. So I think that because Michigan is so loaded at running back, they have two of the best guys in the conference. We'll talk about that on my list in just a moment. If they were on a different team, I would say that both of these guys could be the starters at maybe four or five Big Ten teams right now. If they left Michigan right now and transferred to a different Big Ten team, depending on which one it is, they could be starters there. So the whole Michigan running back room, 
honorable mention, especially Khalil Mullings and CJ Stokes. I also have uh, Anthony Tyus on this list. He's the backup at Northwestern. Unfortunately for Northwestern, I, I personally think that they're going to be better than what a lot of other people think they are, but I just don't think that they're going to be good enough for their backup to be cracking a top 25 list in a league that is so loaded at this position. So uh, Anthony Tyus, he'll get some opportunities this year, but I just don't think that, I don't think it'll be enough. And then the one guy that is a true freshman on this entire list, and he's honorable mention because I haven't seen him play yet, and he's got some things going against him right now, is Cam Wallace. Just started following him on Twitter. Awesome follow. He's very, uh, very confident in himself. And I think that over time, we're going to learn about Cam Wallace's name. But the problem is at Penn State, which, by the way, that's where he's at, Penn State. I don't know if I mentioned that. He's got three really good Big Ten running backs in front of him. Not not just one or two, three. Three guys in front of him. Um, I think that Cam Wallace could be used in the passing game a little bit more because Penn State's got good wide receivers. Don't get me wrong. But if you flank him out at like a wing position, get him the ball on the edge, I think that Cam Wallace could maybe do some things this year. As far as like a, just a true running back, lining it up and running it right down the defense's throat, though, I don't think he's going to get those opportunities. But he's definitely a name that you want to keep your eyes on um, in the next couple of years. True freshman Cam Wallace at Penn State. All right, let's get this list up. and make sure I don't mess this up for the YouTube people. If you're watching on YouTube, I have the list over to my, I guess it would be your left. Um, and I'll put up each guy's name. And then as we go through, I'll reveal more names as we get up to number one. I'll talk a little bit about their stats and then why I rank them in certain positions. Like I said, though, <laughs> Twitter's going to destroy me no matter how I do this list. I, on the quarterback stuff, I tried to use logic. I tried to use stats from the past and then also projected wins. And uh, and we'll get to Jalen Lucas, who's number 25 in just a second, but just a little bit of an explanation on this. And the reason why I used wins for quarterbacks more than I did running backs is because they have the ball in their hand every game. And I think at the quarterback position, wins should be accounted for because they have more of an impact on the game. And when you look back at a quarterback when they're getting drafted, when they're being considered for Heisman candidates um, or just being... Uh, at the Heisman, uh, what do you, whatever you want to call it, ceremony. You don't see a lot of losers there. You see winners at the quarterback position, whereas the running back position, you can just put up huge stats, and the wins and losses don't mean as much. I did take it to account, just to take it into account, just a little bit on my list, just because if you're on a really bad team, I don't think you're going to be successful. But uh, I didn't do it as much as I did for the quarterback position. All that being said, let's jump into this list though. Jalen Lucas, sophomore from Indiana, he is going to be the backup. He is uh, number 25 on our list. Last year, as a freshman, he had 49 attempts. Here's something eye-popping about Jalen Lucas. 5.5 yards per carry. If you look at my list when the list is all done and you pull up all the stats of everybody that's on my list, you have to go all the way up to number 12 to find a guy that has more yards per carry than Jalen Lucas had last year at Indiana, which is pretty crazy. I could not keep him out of the top 25, even though I think Indiana is going to be really bad this year, even though I don't think they're going to win a lot of games, even though he's the backup, I couldn't keep him off the top 25 just based on that stat alone. 
um, the amount of yards per carry he gets. I think that he should get a couple more opportunities this year. We'll see how they use their backfield with a uh, new quarterback that they have. Almost everybody has new quarterback. I understand that. but And uh, the other guy that they have in front of him, we'll see how they do at that running back position. We'll see what Jalen... I'd like to see him get more carries. See if he can keep that average up. But he also needs to find the end zone more. I know as a freshman, it's a little bit difficult. He had two touchdowns last year. Uh, wasn't really used in the passing game a ton. So we'll see if uh, Jalen Lucas can get some more opportunities. My next guy, make sure I don't mess this up here. We have LaShawn Williams. He's also a backup. He's at Iowa, junior. Uh, he's had more opportunities than the guy that's behind him on the list because he's been there for two years. He's had 137 uh, attempts. He's only found the end zone twice. So if you're looking at attempts versus touchdowns, you really want to go Jalen Lucas higher than him here. The difference between these two guys for me, though, is Cade McNamara. I think that with Iowa having Cade, I think that they can incorporate more guys in their backfield, which I do have another Iowa guy on this list, obviously. If you follow Big Ten football, you should know who that is. Um, but I think LaShawn, first of all, awesome name, awesome running back name, LaShawn. I think of LaShawn McCoy every time I, I hear his name. But I think he'll get some more opportunities with Cade there. And obviously, you've seen Cade's track record at Michigan. He was able to open it up enough in the passing game that the running backs had a good opportunity to kind of explode. And, you know, anytime that you have a guy that can pass it, even if it's not super far downfield, like I don't think Cade's like the most explosive dude going downfield, but he's accurate enough that you have to respect him and come off the box a little bit, which will open it up. So when LaShawn gets in the game, I think he'll have some even more. I think he'll have even more opportunities to be successful this year especially more than Jalen Lucas at Indiana. All right, moving up the list. Number 23, we have Samuel Brown, the fifth. He's at Rutgers. He's a sophomore. He's going to be the starter. Now, <coughs> excuse me, I do have a Rutgers backup. And again, this is according to our lads. In front of him on the list, Rutgers will surprise you with their backups slash starter position. Remember when I was talking to uh, Richie, Rivals Richie, about Rutgers quarterback position last year? They used three different quarterbacks on one drive last year. Now, I know they have a new offensive coordinator, so that crazy stuff shouldn't happen as much now. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to incorporate more running backs. So even though Samuel Brown is considered the starter right now, I do have a guy in front of him we'll talk about in just a second. Um, I think that if the offensive line can block for Sam, then I called him Sam. I don't know. Well, I don't know if we're on a first name basis like that, but I think he'll have some opportunities to score. He's only had three touchdowns so far, so we'll see what he can do this year. But as a starter, had to put him on the list because I feel like anybody that's a starter in the Big Ten has to be in the top 25. So Samuel Brown, the fifth, number 23 on the list. Moving up to number 22. This guy is relatively unknown to me. I haven't seen him as much as I've seen the other guys. His name's Nathan Carter. He's at Michigan State this year. He's going to be the backup as of right now. I saw a picture of him last night on Twitter. He's freaking jacked. Dude has been in the weight room or doing some other things. I don't know what else he's doing, but guy is, I would not want to tackle Nathan Carter. I just wouldn't based on the picture I saw yesterday. He's huge. Um, he was at UConn last year. He had 125 attempts. Um, not a great average for 
for Nathan Carter, 4.6. It's not bad. It's about average for a yards per carry. And then he didn't score a lot. I know he was, I think he was kind of injured last year. I should probably look this up, but I think he was kind of injured a little bit last year. Let's look it up. Let's look it up real quick. We got time to look up Nathan Carter's stats, right? Nathan Carter. Was he just a true freshman last year? I don't know if he was. I think that was his sophomore year last year, and he redshirted. Yeah, so he's played two years. He played 12 games last year, though. No, that was 2021. I'm sorry. So, yeah, he didn't play at all last year, did he? I don't remember. It's saying that he didn't. Do we have his game log? I don't know. Anyways, he hasn't played in two years. I guess I should have looked that up beforehand. Anyways, uh, Nathan Carter, though, uh, only two touchdowns in his career. He's not really a threat at the receiver position, so I had to put him pretty low on the list. But the reason why I have him this high is I've been hearing a lot of good things about Michigan State's offensive line. I follow a lot of Michigan State people, so I hear mostly about them. Not mostly about them, but I hear more about them than I probably should be hearing. Um, they're really excited about the offensive line. Michigan State fans think that they're going to be better than what their over-under is set at, which is five and a half. So if they can block a little bit, if Noah Kim is really Noah him, and he can throw it a little bit, Nathan Carter is going to get opportunities. And he'll have an opportunity to be great. He'll be have an opportunity to be a top 25 back in our conference. Right above him, we have Reggie Love the third. He is going to be the starting running back at Illinois. Now, like I said, I think I said this before. I had to start the recording over once, but I'm not as high on Illinois as everybody else is. I don't think that Luke Altmeyer is going to be that great at Illinois, so I don't think he's going to open it up that much. So I have their starting running back, Reggie Love the third, all the way down at number 21. Now, last two years, he's only averaging 3.9 yards per carry. He's only got two touchdowns. Most of the guys at the bottom part of this list have only scored a couple of times. If you're running back and you're getting over 100 attempts, whether it's one year or two years, you got to find the end zone eventually. You just have to. Um, I haven't heard a ton about Illinois' offensive line. I'm hearing a lot about their defensive line. And I just don't think that Reggie Love's going to be one of those top, top guys this year. He's had two years to prove it. He hasn't done it yet. So I just don't think he's going to be the guy this year. All right, let's move right along. Taking a long time on this list. I didn't want to take this long. How long have I been recording? Where is it at? Oh, 14 minutes. Okay, not bad. Uh, number 20, the guy from Nebraska. He is, why did I just mess up on my list? Gabe Irvin Jr., sophomore. Uh, freshman last year, another guy who on Twitter, he got absolutely yoked this summer. He's huge now. Reminds me of uh, Nathan Carter, who I was just talking about. I think that Gabe is technically, let me just double check this real quick, because I think that he is listed as their backup. Let me just make sure. Nope, he's listed as their running back. So this is another spot where I have a backup or a starter behind the guy that's actually the backup, technically. And again, this is according to depth chart. I'm not putting a ton of stock in this, though, because running back position, more than any other position, I would say, it doesn't really matter who the starter is. It doesn't really matter. Who's the guy that's going to be getting the most carries? And for Nebraska, I don't think that Gabe is going to get as many carries as the guy that's technically behind him. 
Maybe he is. Maybe I'm totally wrong about this. He's only averaged 3.8 yards per carry. I know I'm talking about averages a lot. He's only scored two touchdowns. He has no receiving touchdowns. So um, I think Nebraska will be improved under Matt Rule. That's why I have him a little bit higher on this list. But I also think that the guy that's in front of or behind him, keep mixing that up. I think the guy that's behind him is actually better than him. So I couldn't put him too high on the list. But I think that Gabe will have a nice year. And I think that uh, Nebraska in general is going to have a decent year at the running back position. Number, messing up my list again. Number 19, we have Cam Porter, junior from Northwestern. He's got to be the guy for them at running back. He just has to be. Another guy where I just absolutely love his name. He's only got 619 yards over two years at Northwestern so far. I'd like to see a guy that's pushing the top 20, top 15 have more than 1,000 yards per carry. Or I'm sorry, 1,000 yards per carry. That'd be wild. 1,000 yards in their career. Um, He's a little bit more involved in the passing game. He's had 16 receptions, averages about seven yards per reception. I think with Ben Bryant there, he could get involved in like the screen game and the swing game a little bit more. I think that he could have a nice year. Again, the problem with Northwestern, I'm just not sure how good they're actually going to be. But I do think that Cam's a little bit better than the guys I have listed below him. So that's why I have him at number 19. At number 18, we're moving up, moving right along. Another Rutgers running back. This is the backup that I was just talking about to Samuel Brown. I have Aaron Young at number 18. Now, when you're comparing these two, here's what you're looking at. Aaron Young, 145 attempts. Sam Brown, 86 attempts. Aaron Young. Average is a little bit lower. He's got double the amount of touchdowns, and he's got 51 receptions. So he's way more involved in the passing game. He's listed as a running back. He's more of a running back than anything, obviously. He's playing the running back position. But I think that even as the backup, I think Aaron Young is a more talented running back than Samuel Brown, the fifth. I think that Rutgers should be using him more than they're using Sam Brown. And uh, we'll just see what they do this year. But as far as the past stats and as far as what I think he can do this year, he's a little bit older, too. He's a senior. Sam Brown's only a sophomore, so he's got that Big Ten experience. I think that he could have a bigger year than the guy that is technically in front of him on the depth chart. And uh, like I said, if Rutgers can block a little bit, I think he could have a really big year. All right, next up on the list, 17, Josh Henderson. He's the starter at Indiana. He was a transfer. He was at UNC for a couple years. Last year, he was at Indiana, if you don't remember. Over the course of his career, he's got 600 yards. He's up to 4.6 yards per carry. Um, Again, I didn't put a ton of stock in this. I know I'm mentioning this about a lot of guys, but when you get handed the ball, and on average, you're getting four and a half yards, that's a pretty good running back right there, especially when you're at Indiana. That's a really good running back. I think that if he was behind a little bit better of an offensive line, you'd see that number closer to five and a half. So uh, Josh Henderson, senior running back at Indiana, I have him number 17 on the list. Number 16, the guy that I was kind of just talking about at Nebraska is uh, Anthony Grant. And again, I want to do a little bit of a comparison because people are probably going to think, well, you you have the backup higher than you have the guy that's starting. Why did you do that? Well, look at the attempts. Look at the yards. Look at the touchdowns. 
look at the experience, and look at me when I'm talking to you. Now, um, I think Anthony Grant's better than Gabe at this point. He's almost got 1,000 yards. I know he's a senior, so he's had more time to do that. His average is higher. His touchdowns are triple what Gabe Urban has. Again, he's had more time to do it. I get that. But you can't say that a certain guy is worse because he's been there longer and has similar stats or not take his stats into account just because he's been there longer. But then on the flip side, also not say, well, this guy has more experience. So Anthony Grant's been in the Big Ten for longer. He's more experienced. He's the seasoned back. He's more familiar with Tom Allen and whatever they're going to be running on offense. So, uh, Tom Allen. Got my red teams mixed up. Matt Rule. He's not familiar with Matt Rule because he's brand new. I'm sorry. I don't know why I just said Tom Allen. 25 guys I'm talking about. I'm sorry. That's that's my first or second mistake. Maybe more. I don't know. Um, I just like Anthony Grant better. And again, this is my list. So uh, some of these guys, I just did it on personal preference. And I think Anthony could have a bigger year than uh, Gabe's going to have. So that's why I put him there. Number 15 on the list. I keep getting confused because on my spreadsheet, I have a title on the first line. So all the numbers are off by one. But then on the actual list, never mind. No one cares. Uh, the backup at Minnesota, his name's Bryce Williams. He's got almost 1,000 yards. He's a senior. Again, a lot of these senior guys, they should have close to 1,000 yards. Um, Bryce Williams has 11 touchdowns, though. 11. I mean, double-digit touchdowns. There's only 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 guys that I've talked about today that have double-digit touchdowns. And Bryce Williams is one of them. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like in their backfield this year. I've talked a lot about Minnesota this offseason. I'm going to keep everything nice today. I don't know what their offensive line is going to look like, and I don't know what kind of scheme they're going to run as far as how they're going to use their new back, who I'll talk about in just a second, and how much they're going to use Bryce Williams. But you look at his stats, you look at his experience, he's a top 15 back, even as a backup at Minnesota. Number 14. We're getting into some really good players now. Really, really good players. I think that there's really a separation between the top 14 guys and the bottom 10 guys, 11 guys. So right right here, especially if you're watching on uh, YouTube, Trey Potts, who I have at number 14, and Bryce Williams, I think are separated by a lot. I just do. I don't know why Trey left Minnesota. I've talked about this before. I thought he could have been the guy at Minnesota this year. Um, and he's not. He's not at Minnesota. He decided to go to Penn State where there's two other really good running backs in front of him. But you can't discount what he's done in this league so far. Um, as a senior, he's got 1,200 yards rushing. He's got 11 touchdowns, double-digit touchdowns, like I said. He's averaging five yards per carry. Um, he's faced Big Ten competition, and he's faced it with a worse offensive line than he's going to have at Penn State this year. Again, it's going to come down to the opportunities. Even if Trey Potts doesn't get the amount of opportunities that, you know, some of these other backups that I was talking about will get, like Jalen Lucas and uh, who else I was talking about, Aaron Young, guys like that, he's still a better back. He's still a better back, and he deserves to be on this list. For what he's done in the conference so far, 
And again, the team that he's going to be on, the amount of success that I think that they're going to have, I had to put him in the top 15. And I think there's a big separation between 14 and 15. I think the guys get really good after this. Uh, number 13 on this list, I have a guy that I'm not even going to lie. I looked at this man's stats, and I had, I was not familiar with his game. The classic GIF, GIF or meme, whatever you want to call it. Chez Malusi. I do not remember him. I don't know why I don't remember him. It's probably because he's the running back that's behind. Looking at my list. I'm so dumb today. Braylon Allen at Wisconsin. So he's been at Wisconsin for a long time. This is going to be his fifth year playing college football. But his attempts, 356. Dude has carried the ball a ton. Averaging almost five yards per carry. He's got 13 touchdowns. He's been involved in the passing game. He's got two receiving touchdowns, which is a lot on this list. Again, if you pull all these stats, it's a lot compared to some of the other running backs. So, Chez, uh, I don't know. I think that Minnesota... Minnesota. I'm going to get this shit together today, I promise. I think that Wisconsin is going to be airing it out a lot more. So does Chez get in, in more involved in the passing game? Maybe as like a slot or just coming out of the backfield or maybe they're running shotgun and they have Braylon Allen and Chez in the game at the same time? Or is he going to be left on the sideline? I think that they should play him. I think that his stats speak for themselves. I think he's done a lot for Wisconsin. Um, so I think that he should get some opportunities this year, even with a back as good as Braylon Allen. Um, it's always good to have two really good running backs, and Wisconsin has that this year. Two guys in the top 13 um, on my list. We'll get to the other one in just a second. Number 12 is Roman Hemby, a uh, guy out of Maryland. I think that Maryland, I've said this already, but I think Maryland's going to be good. As a freshman last year, he had over 1,000 yards. That's really impressive. He's one of the top sophomores. He's a top five sophomore this year. The problem is there's some other really good guys that were freshmen last year. So he's not the top sophomore, but he's at Maryland last year, and his stats can't be denied. Over five yards of carry, he had 12 touchdowns. So Roman going to get the opportunity at Maryland this year. Um, I don't think that they need to rely on him, and with, which is a great thing to be as a running back. When you have a good quarterback, a great quarterback, you're not being relied on as much. I think that Roman is going to open some eyes this year. I think that Maryland's going to be more competitive than people think, and that's why I have him so high on the list because I like Maryland a lot. I like the way that they play hard-nosed football, and if you have a hard-nosed running back playing hard-nosed football, he's going to put up the stats. I expect him to get more than 12 touchdowns this year. I think he's going to exceed what he did last year. I think that Roman's going to have a really good year, and people are going to learn his name because I don't hear a lot of people talking about Roman Hemby when it comes to the top whatever running backs in this league. So keep an eye on Roman Hemby. All right, this is the most probably controversial guy that I have on the list, Sean Tyler. He's a very talented running back. And anytime that you put Sean Tyler on a list or you mention him in the top whatevers of running backs in the conference, the instant reaction is he hasn't played against Big Ten competition yet. And I get that. He hasn't. But he's played in the MAC. And he put up ridiculous numbers in the MAC. He's got almost 3,000 yards rushing so far. 
six yards per carry. Now, again, this is all in the Mac, 23 touchdowns, okay? Those numbers can't be ignored. I don't care where you're playing at. Mac is not Big Ten. I get that. But it is Division I football, and Western Michigan was not that good when he was there. So he put up really good numbers on a not very good team in a pretty competitive conference. I think that at Minnesota, with a way better offensive line than he's ever been behind before, and if Ethan Kalika Manis can throw it a little bit, if he can control the game, then Sean's going to be involved in the passing game. He's going to be involved, obviously, in the running game. Is he a three or four down back? I don't know. Is he explosive? Yes, he, he is very explosive. You're going to see that this year. When your team's playing Minnesota, or if you're a Minnesota fan, you should be excited about this running back. He's explosive. I think that he'll have a good year. Um, I think that the knock on him being from lower competition is warranted to an extent. You also have to look at his numbers, though, and you have to say, hey, this guy was really freaking good at Western Michigan, and he's on a better team now. Why can't he be better than he was at Western Michigan? I think that he could be considered a top 10 guy by the end of the year, but because he hasn't shown it against Big Ten competition, not his fault, he hasn't had the opportunity yet, until I see him play against Big Ten competition and do the same thing, i got to keep him outside of the top 10 um, with this guy who is right on the top 10. Not on the outside. He's right on the top 10. Our top 10. I'm starting with Michigan State running back Jalen Berger. Um, I don't really know how to explain this any better other than I just really like watching him play football. He's a junior. He's got 1,000 yards. He's got the least best yards per carry in the top 10. I want to make sure I worded that right. He's got the least amount of touchdowns in the top 10. He's on a team. He's probably on the worst team out of all the running backs that are in the top 10. All that being said, um, once again, if I did this, if I did this a little bit differently, I'd probably have Jalen Berger maybe at like 15 or 16, but I show favoritism. This is my podcast and this is my list. And I like Jalen Berger. So I was like, I'm not putting Jalen Berger outside of the top 10. I think that, like I said, from what I'm hearing about their offensive line possibly being improved, they have a quarterback that should be better than what they had in Peyton Thorne last year. I hope that he has a good year. I'm cheering for Jalen Berger, um, mainly because I think he looks cool when he runs and I think he plays his ass off. So I put him in the top 10 um, for no other reason other than that I liked him and uh, that I'm cheering for him this year. I hope that he has a good year. Number nine, here's where it gets pretty crazy. Mayan Williams at number nine. I think that I will hear some things on Twitter about this. Ohio State has two really good running backs. They do. And they're both in my top 10. I'll compare them in a second when I get to the other guy. Mayan's listed as, listed as the starter. And I've talked about this at depth now, but he is the starter in the same way that you know, Penn State has two running backs and Minnesota kind of has two running backs and Michigan has two running backs. The starter doesn't matter. Uh, Mayan Williams being the starter doesn't justify him being higher on this list, in my opinion. 
Um, and again, I'll go through the comparison when I get to the other guy here in just a second. But I still think he's a really good running back. I think he's on a really good team. And he obviously deserves to be in the top 10. Um, number eight, another guy that I'm just absolutely in love with. That sounds weird, but I love Caleb Johnson at Iowa. As a freshman last year, he jumped off the screen at, to me, to my eyeballs. He just jumped right off my screen onto my eyeballs. And I was like, this dude is the guy. He's got the it factor. And I just, again, I like the way he plays. He showed, let's look at his stats for last year as a freshman. 779 yards, five yards of carry, six touchdowns. I'd like to see the touchdowns be higher, but we're talking about a freshman. We're talking about a freshman at Iowa who had a putrid offense last year. Having six touchdowns at Iowa last year is like having 30 at Ohio State. Let's just, let's just call it what it is, man. Um, I think that he's going to be way improved this year. I, I, I'm high on Iowa. I think their team's going to be improved. I think that that means that everybody's stats at each position are going to be improved. And that starts with uh, the quarterback, and it goes right into what the running back's going to do. Uh, Caleb Johnson's going to have a huge year. Just bank on it. I like Caleb Johnson at number eight right here. Another guy who was a freshman last year, Devin Mockaby. Purdue is the only team that I haven't mentioned more than one guy for. And the reason why is because the backup at Purdue is Tracy. I'm sorry, Tyrone Tracy. I don't have a clue about that guy. I don't know what he's going to be. So to me, Devin Mockaby more than any other team in the Big Ten is going to be the guy. As a true sophomore, he's going to be the guy. Last year, almost got to 1,000 yards rushing as a freshman. Nine touchdowns, almost got to that double-digit mark. Almost everything as a freshman already. Like I said, double-digit touchdowns is something you don't even see much on this list. Only about half the guys have that. So he'll be there probably after the first game this year. He'll be at his double-digit touchdowns. Um, he had 32 receptions. Again, all as a freshman. 195 carries in one year. He got the ball. He's going to continue to get the ball. He's going to be successful this year at Purdue if, if their offense can stay intact. And we'll see what they do with Hudson Card and Ryan Walters and everybody else that they have at Purdue. All right, number six. Getting some really good running backs right now. Katron Allen, love him. Freshman last year. Everybody knows about Penn State and their running backs. I don't have to talk about this much. Here's the crazy thing about Katron. Um, how do you have 900 yards and you have a guy in front of you who's in the same class have over 1,000? You have two guys that are teetering on 1,000 yards as freshmen. How do you have 10 touchdowns as a freshman and the guy in front of you had 12 also as a freshman? Katron is the real deal. He's going to be in the – I mean – I, don't, I would hate to be Penn State's offensive coordinator. I would hate it. You have three, three really good Big Ten running backs. Nicholas Singleton, obviously, is going to be on this list coming up. Katron Allen, Trey Potts, and then you got freshman Cam Wallace. What are you supposed to do? They can't all play. I mean, do you put them at wide receiver? I don't know, man. They just got too many talented guys. I don't know how many... There's only one football, but Katron Allen's got to get it though. He's got to get the football. Um, he got it last year. They did a really good job splitting carries last year and put up huge numbers. 
as freshmen. I hope that they all stay healthy. I'm really excited about Penn State. <clears throat> I've already talked about how I think they're going to win the Big Ten this year. And by the way, by the way, I was the first one to say that anywhere, on any platform. And now I see all these guys coming out and saying, uh, who was it? Brandon Walker from Barstool. Hot take. Penn State's going to win the Big Ten and go to the college football playoff. What the, what the frick, dude? I said that in like June. I said Penn State was going to win. Maybe even in May. It was me. That's not a hot take. I was on that take months ago. Uh, Josh Pate, another guy. I'm not calling these guys out, but obviously, like, I'm happy that they're thinking the same thing I am because they get paid to talk about college football and I don't. But uh, when I first said it, it was like shocking. Oh, my God. You think Penn State's going to win the Big Ten? Now everyone's saying it. Anyways, Katron Allen, number six. Uh, let's move up to the top five. Donovan Edwards. Saw what he did against Ohio State last year. Ridiculous numbers. I talked about the average all day, basically. 6.7 yards per carry for Donovan Edwards. I get it. I, I actually get it. It skewed a little bit because he had like two 75-plus yard runs in his last game. Um, but this dude is involved, man. He gets involved in the passing game. He had three receiving touchdowns. Um, he's involved in the rush game. He took over for Blake Corum and did a great job. Um, he's a top back. I think that, again, on 10 of the 14 teams, he would be the lead back in the workhorse. But he's on one of the best teams in the Big Ten, so... He's got to share carries with another guy who's also on this list, but Donovan Edwards, obviously top five back. I don't think there's any debate there. Uh, number four, Travion Henderson. Again, I wanted to compare these guys because he's listed as the backup. Mayan Williams is listed as the starter, but Travion Henderson, more attempts as a sophomore. He's got more yards. He's averaging slightly less per carry. And he's got four more touchdowns. He's got 21 touchdowns. Five receiving touchdowns compared to Mayan Williams, who has zero. How is he not the lead back at Ohio State? I don't know, but I can say unequivocally he is the best back at Ohio State. And he should be the lead back. He should be their guy. Um, he's a top five back in the league. And I think that, uh, to me, there's no debate about this. When you look at his numbers... I know that people are going to be mad at me about where I rank guys, but if you can, I don't think that anyone can justifiably tell me Travion Henderson doesn't belong in the top five. I just don't think that they can. All right. Uh, number three, Braylon Allen. Uh, again, I can see you saying, okay, Travion Henderson's better than Braylon Allen. I can see you saying that maybe Donovan Edwards is a little bit better of a back, but you can't debate that he's a top five back. You can't debate that. There's no de there is no debating it. He's number two on the list with carries behind the guy that is number two on my list. And he's only down by one, by the way, on the carries. He's number one in yards if you take Sean Tyler, who played in the Mac, out. He's averaging six yards a carry. He's got 23 touchdowns. He's a beast. He's got a new quarterback that can actually throw the ball this year. Graham Mertz is not under center at Wisconsin this year. Tanner Mordecai is going to be better. So for me, 
Braylon Allen is going to have a wide open. I think he's going to slice through defenses this year. I think that he's going to have a monster year. I have no problem looking anyone straight in the face and saying that he's a top three running back in the Big Ten this year because of the new coaches, the new style of play, how talented he is, and the opportunities that he's going to get. He's going to be their workhorse. So I like Braylon Allen at number three, and uh, I don't have a problem saying it. Like I said, I'm ready to defend that. That's one that I will defend on Twitter. I'm going to let a lot of people just talk shit to me tomorrow when I post the graphic, but this is one that I'm definitely going to defend if anyone says anything about it. All right, number two, I'm going to get a lot of heat about this, but it's Blake Corum. He's not number one on my list. I might as well just pull up the number one as well. I have Nicholas Singleton at number one. Let's just talk about these two because this is where I think I'm going to probably get the most pushback is putting my guy Nicholas Singleton above what Blake Corum's done over the course of his career at Michigan. I get it. I, I understand it. I mean, you look at some of their stats and you say, well, how can you, how can you not put Blake at number one? And to me, even though I've talked about experience and playing against Big Ten competition, Nicholas Singleton is a is his second year playing college football. In his first year, his first year, he averaged 6.8 yards per carry. Now, I want to pull this up because I, th I feel like this is, this is necessary to do right now because I've had this conversation with people before. If you look at Blake Corum and his first year, because that's what I'm talking about right now, because Nicholas Singleton has not played three years of college football already like Blake Corum has. Okay. Blake Corum's first year was the COVID year. He averaged 2.8 yards per carry his freshman year. 26 attempts his freshman year. Nicholas Singleton had 156 attempts, about 125 more, by the way, like five times more. Now I get it. COVID year, he didn't get as many attempts, but in 12 touchdowns, Blake had zero. I'm sorry, he had two. I was looking at his receiving. He had two. Two. So Nicholas Singleton as a freshman, and it's hard to say this because Blake didn't have as many games. He had six games. So you have to kind of cut everything in half. But I still think if you cut, let's do that then. Let's cut everything in, in half. Nicholas Singleton, let's say he only played six games. So you cut all of his stats in half. He still got six touchdowns compared to two. He still got uh 500 yards compared to 74 he still got uh 78 attempts compared to 26 so to me as a freshman nicholas singleton is three times better than blake quorum was as a, as a freshman just look at the stats the numbers don't lie obviously blake has had a great career since his freshman year He's put up two really good seasons. He stayed relatively healthy. Obviously, at the end of last year, he got a little bit banged up. He's had a great career. He's put up some monster numbers. He's got 31 touchdowns. He's the only guy on the list who has more than 30 rushing touchdowns. I get that. But when I'm looking at who's the best running back, who is the best running back? Is it Blake Corum? Is it the guy that's a little bit smaller, a little bit shiftier, behind a little bit better of an offensive line? 
Or is it the guy that's built like a house, can run just as fast, maybe not as shifty, but younger? You look at the NFL right now. Who's getting paid right now at the running back position? Is it the guys that are three years older or the guys that are three years younger? I mean, Nicholas Singleton has two more seasons to catch up to what Blake's done this year. He'll be at 36 touchdowns by the time his senior year is starting. So I know it's not simple math and not every season's going to be the same, but to me, I think that if I'm starting a college football team, if I'm starting a professional football team, which is what's really going to matter for these guys after college is over, where are you going to get drafted? Singleton is a much better back to me, and uh, that's just how I feel about it. Plus, I like him more. Um, plus, he looks cool. Number 10, Penn State, looks really cool. That's the show, though. Man, that went way longer than I thought it was. 45 minutes? Holy shit. Um, let's see if this is going to work. My final scene here. Appreciate anybody that listened to all that. Probably going to be easier just to look at the graphic on Twitter tomorrow. I'll be back next week. I might do more positions. We'll see how this video does. I might do some other positions, but at any rate, bet big. Next week, next Thursday, it's coming out. We'll see you guys in the future. Everything.